Stand By For Places presents Shakespearean Support Group by Kimmy Honda Brown, featuring Audubon Tharmaraja as Benvolio, Ben Young as Horatio, Danny Borba as Valentine, Jaina Balzer as Rosalind, Kimmy Honda Brown as Miranda, Latoya Cameron as Julia, Lauren Nesser as Helena, and Robert Scott Smith as Daniel. Music by Benjamin Stanford. Content warning. This play will discuss mental illness, self-harm, suicide, domestic violence, and abuse, which some listeners may find distressing. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. This is room 403. It's so lovely. Thank you for helping me find it. I'm not really good at directions and navigations and- I get uh, it. It's a big building. People get confused all the time. Um, do I just- Here's our basic check-in form. We will fill out before we start each session. So take a seat, fill it out, and when you are done, you can hand it over to us. Oh, great. Thank you. I'm just gonna... Is this the... Yes, it is. Come on in. Does it matter where we sit? No, no. Take any available seat. Uh, while you're waiting, we have cookies and scones and drinks for you all to enjoy. Hmm, tempting. Well, if they are for us. <laughs> and when you have a moment, fill out this form and give it back to us when you are done. I already have a form. Oh. Not me. Great. Thank you. Hi. Sorry. Sorry to be late. I lost track of time. And oh, I don't worry. You're right on time. Fill this out and grab some snacks and refreshments. Seriously, we don't want to have to take any of this home. Okay. Well, I think it's time to get started. Welcome, everyone, to our what we are calling Shakespearean Support Group. Thank you guys for being here today. I bet you guys are wondering what exactly this group is. And I think, well, um, uh, <laughs> I'm a little more nervous than I... You know how there are women's self-compassion groups or groups focused on victims of abuse? In this case, all of you share an uncommon common denominator. You all have experienced trauma due to your... I guess we can call them Shakespearean experiences. Of course, there are a lot of questions about what that means. There are timelines, logistics that are unfathomable, dates of births and settings that seem to be illogical for you all to be present here at the same time, or the fact that people would consider you guys literary and fictional and could claim this whole thing doesn't make any sense. And let's face it, it doesn't really. But wouldn't life actually make sense? Even the study of mental health and therapy barely makes sense. There are these definitions and boxes as we as a society like to cling to because it makes us feel more comfortable. 
life is not black and white. With one clear answer or one perfect way of living, everything in life, including fictional stories, are a bit confusing, but all carry great value. Just like you guys. The fact is, you guys are here and we want to help. So to honor your regular lives, this group will occur every other week on Friday afternoons. For today, we wanted to just work on getting familiar with one another, so we wanted to do introductions. And please, no soliloquies. (laughs) (laughs) I can start, so you guys know who we are. My name is Daniel. I've been working as a therapist for the past 10 years. My speciality is in interpersonal relationships and family trauma. Hi, my name is Julia, and no, not Juliet. (laughs) I get that a lot. (laughs) Uh, I have been involved in group therapy for five years, but working in counseling and therapy for the past 15. Some of my specialties are victims of trauma and cognitive behavior. I'm very excited you're all here. So let's have everyone share their names, what you are, for lack of a better term, most known for, and how you are feeling today. Uh, let's keep the circle going uh, with Rosalind, if you'd like. Oh, uh, sure. Hello, I'm Rosalind. I am the daughter of Duke Senior of Arden, who was exiled. Then um, I was exiled, but it all worked out in the end. And I'm feeling eager to get this started. Hi, I'm Miranda. I'm the Princess of Naples, married to Prince Ferdinand. Oh, and my dad was the wizard who raised me on an island in exhalation and sort of marionetted my marriage. But he doesn't use magic anymore. And I'm feeling like a little <laughs> nervous. Um, I, I'm Valentine. I am a servant of Duke Orsino of Illyria. Uh, I'm feeling okay. Illyria sounds fake. <laughs> yeah, because all of us have normal hometowns. Orsino, do you know Viola? Well, Viola. Oh shoot. Um, also known as Cesario. She's dating the. Oh dude. yeah, yeah. I know her. Uh. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'm sorry. Is it Valentine or Valentine? Um, yeah. I mean, um, either works, but I go by Valentine. Helena, would you like to go next? Oh, yeah. I'm Helena. I'm from Athens, and, well, you know the story of the lovers who got lost and found happiness in a magical forest. (laughs) That's about me and my best friend, Hermia. And actually, if you guys are curious, I have a blog called... Lovers and Madmen! I know! I love that blog! Sorry, I am just such a huge fan of you and your work! Respectfully. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm feeling good. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, Benvolio, I'm from Verona, of the family Montague. Montague? That sounds so familiar. Uh, something about fair Verona, the tale of... Fuck, uh, the tragic tale of... Star-crossed lovers! Yep. Oh my god, wait, you're the cousin of that prince involved in the double suicide? And didn't, like, a couple of other people get killed too? 
Yeah, that was a while back. Everything in the kingdom has settled down since then. So, <laughs> but are you like okay? I mean, I can't imagine going. I'm fine. It's been a long time, and I've accepted what happened and gotten used to that narrative being in my life. Really, I'm fine. And currently, I'm feeling fine. Speaking of murders, I'm Horatio. I was best friends with the Prince of Denmark until his dad was killed by his uncle. Then he killed a bunch of people to avenge his father's Wait, ghost. you wrote that book about the political sufferings and murders in Denmark. The truth of King Hamlet, right? Fuck, we got a big-time author in this group? <laughs> yeah, it was the dying wish of my friend. I didn't think it would get so popular. And I am feeling a little antsy, but like Rosalind said, eager to get things started. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. Did we notice anything from what we shared? That we all have really interesting experiences? What's interesting about them? I mean, this is the first time I've been in a room where my story isn't the most fucked up, and it's just the experiences I've had have been very isolating so it's kind of nice to hear a little bit of others experiences that are well god i don't want it to sound this way but like of the same genre of bad i mean i know i liked hearing what people shared and putting these crazy stories i've only heard about to real faces it's kind of neat i agree i mean i'm in the same goddamn room as the survivor during the murders in denmark Usually my story is the pity party, but my friends didn't die in my arms. Well, they almost did, but anyway, I get it. I mean, I don't get it because I'm not you and everyone is different, but like... Yeah, um, thank you. It's nice to be in a room with people who relate. And that is why we started this group. You are all relatively familiar with one another because you all have something in common. These very specific and dramatic personal experiences. Shakespearean traumas, if you will. Now, all you have been attending therapy for at least a year. That is how you got into this group. And the goal of this space is to connect with others and to support each other. You are not alone in this. How does that make you feel? Good. Yeah, it's nice. Especially because there are so many amazing icons here. It's exciting to know that you guys have almost gone through what I have. Although I do feel like I'm a little behind. No, this is not a trauma competition. It is not about comparing your story with another. Everyone is different. And it doesn't really matter what has happened in the past or who you were or who you know. It's about who you are now. And we're going to encourage and accept and love who you are now. Yes. Thank you. Me now. Not past me, because God knows past me was... Yike! <laughs> yeah, you could say that again. I would give anything to go back and just scream at my younger self to stop putting up with the, the um, bad things that you don't have to go through because you are enough and you matter. But I needed the bad things to get to the me now. It's a... Weird, weird thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow, you are so wise and you just get it. Weird thing is not that niche of a thought. 
In things like this, it's easy to create, as Julia said, comparisons to each other, who is better or who is more messed up. But we're trying to accept the past for what it is in hopes to look at it and ask what we can do about it now. I promise this is the most talking we'll be doing, but we just want to establish the the container of this group and set the expectations. We want to encourage growth, acceptance, and challenge the many preconceived notions a lot of us were raised with. So we want to let everyone have their full moment to speak. And when they are done, we want to add to it, not fix it or correct it. Exactly. This isn't about who has dealt with the most trauma or who has the best answers. It's not about judgment. It's not about giving your input. It's about creating a safe space to explore. There are no right or wrong answers, just different options to consider. So with that being said, anything in particular you would like to talk about? Any specific topics? Anything happening in your lives you would like to share with the group? Yes, <sighs> Valentine. Oh, oh, sorry. I just <laughs> towed in my throat. What? What? Um, I don't think that's right. I think it's frog. What? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it, it's frog in your throat, not uh toad. Frog? Are you kidding me? Where the heck did you hear that? It's cat in your throat. You know, like... Cat? That makes absolutely no sense. Less sense than a toad in your throat? Oh my god, it's frog. Where the heck did you hear toad from? Well, Valentine, was there something you maybe wanted to share anyway? Uh, no, I, I don't want to. Because of the toad? It's cat! It's frog! Where the heck did you he did cat come from? I'm from France! We say cat! Well, now you're here, and we say toad. Yeah. I mean, frog. I used to think my old servant Caliban was once a descendant of frogs. Turns out I had just never seen an actual frog before, and Caliban was just, like, really ugly. <laughs> what? Too much? Sometimes I just don't feel like enough. Like, I feel like I'm just trying so hard to prove myself and that I'm worthy of love. But at the end of the day, I'm just left with this empty feeling that no matter how hard I try, no one will love me or even a part of me. And I'm just left with this dread of never yeah, being able to- like my husband Orlando has a lot of free time on his hands. So he's chosen to fill his time with, I guess, me. But it always feels like so much work. Like I have to entertain him always. And I love good witty banter, everyone does, but it feels like I have to carry every single activity and conversation and moment with him. And then when we spend every spare moment we have together, it's exhausting. So when I let go, I feel like I disappointed him. 
And I thought things would get better after we got married. And I thought maybe finally I could rest. I could stop trying so hard to win him over. Yeah, like... Like today, I was journaling and I realized I had spent the entirety of our relationship obsessing and plotting about him. He doesn't know how to accept me during my lows. My natural existence is not enough for him. Like, why can't my everyday self be enough for him? Why do we have to do something? Why do I have to be something? Then I left my journal for one second and I came back and he was reading it. And he looks so hurt. You don't think I love you? You don't think you're enough for me? Of course not. But I, you shouldn't have read that. And he was like, I thought these were your poems. And I said, there are only so many poems a person can take. And he was like, what's that supposed to mean? And then he got so upset. We just fought. It's not that I don't think he loves me. I just wish he loved me in a different way. Is that bad? I feel like I have to be perfect all the time. I don't even know what my husband likes about me other than my looks. I'm afraid to be the real me around him, especially when all I have been was who I was when we met. Yeah, playing the idea of a wife is not ideal. Yeah, and it's hard because it's so easy to make your life about someone else. But when you do that, it's not only hard to sustain that life, but it's also exhausting. And like, people are so complicated. Like, I feel like I don't know who I am, yet he says he loves me no matter what. When will his love stop? When I become something he doesn't like? It's easier to not be with anyone in the first place. Yeah, I know for me, the codependent lifestyle is all I knew and kind of all I know. Like, I got married at 14. I have been married for four years now, and I have been his cute little wife that whole time. But then for the past few years, I was like, I need to become a person, more than a wife, more than his wife. And he got mad because he thought I didn't love him anymore. I do love him, but honestly, at this point, All I have ever done is let him take care of me. I've always done anything and everything leaning on him, and he loves that, but it doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day. Well, it must be nice to be loved that much, to the point that somebody loves taking care of you, right? Like, to have somebody who really freaking loves you so much that they love your codependency? Like, that's really nice, right, everyone? I wouldn't be too mad if somebody loved me a tenth of that. Um, that is not what she's saying. No, I guess you're right. Maybe I should. And if you think about it, not everyone is that lucky. It's honestly kind of, well, not everyone gets the chance to be so particular about someone's unconditional love for your... Well, I guess you're right. Um... You're not, though. Like, you're allowed to have a say in how you want to be loved. Must be hard to have dumb himbo husbands who love you unconditionally when I can barely barely what handle all your insta fame and glory from the best florist vacay of your life. Why do you think you get any say on how we feel about the struggles of our marriages? Like I get it, you could never understand having a strife with your hubby, but like I hey, I've gone through my fair share of strife. I spent a lot of life chasing after someone who didn't love me like that at first. Someone who I wished wanted me that much. But you know how much unrequited love hurts? And how much I wished I was someone else? I hated everything about me. 
But having a love that is thrilling and all-consuming, there's no space for pain or unhappiness. There's no time for self-hatred or insecurities because if you're loved, there's no way you're annoying or unlikable or ugly. And there's no space for doubt or cheating or disappointment. That love fills all the cracks and gaps. So fair, Helena. Why then do you still hate yourself? Rosalind. I'm sorry, but it looks like there are still a lot of cracks in your theory. You just don't get it. Can you discuss the event that occurred last week? You wouldn't get it. And besides, I'm fine now. I get that it was wrong and it was dangerous and I won't do it again. Can you just take me to Demetrius and we Helena, can... we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. You got very lucky this time, but if you do something like this again, it might not turn out like this. Take your time, but we will not leave until we talk about this. Last Tuesday, Demetrius was... Well, we were arguing. I said something stupid and what did you say it was nothing it was stupid helena please so i i just asked demetrius if he really loved me and he said yes why would you ask me this and i said of course but sometimes it's hard for me to believe you when i think about how we first met and we were so in love and everything was perfect then he switched on me and he, um, he used to constantly say these threats, like he would, um, yeah, but I had enough love for the both of us, and I never gave up, even after all the insults and games and then out of the blue, like magic, he was back to being in love with me. And before I knew it, my dream had come true, we were together, but... Yes? But after months and months of hating me, it's still hard to believe that he actually loves me. Especially because that hatred and that fire, the words that he used to burn me, are still there. So, can you blame me if I let my insecurities take charge and ask him to reassure his love for me? And I get how it can be annoying, but... It's just not fair. I feel like I lose no matter what I do. But anyway, the reason that happened is because after I brought up my doubts, he got especially mad at me. He started yelling and started packing a bag, like as if he was going to leave, leave. He's never done that before. And I didn't want him to leave. So I told him I was sorry and that I wouldn't bring it up again and I love him, but then he started getting really close to me and screaming at me. So I grabbed the closest thing to me and tried to protect myself, which was a knife. And I was crying and then he laughed at me. He muttered ridicule under his breath and went to leave. And I don't know, before I knew it, I was, well, I was ready to just let it all go. 
but I don't want to die. I really don't. I just like, I love him so much. I gave up everything for him and it's still not enough. He laughed in my face. I love his smile more than anything, even if it's at my expense. And I mean, look how far I got with everything I've done. But I got him to love me again, so why should I stop now? Helena, that is not love. That is abuse. And I am so sorry you went through that. Well, I'm fine now. Well, no, you're not. I have to be, though. I have to be okay with it all. Because I'm always on my best, trying my best, and that is still not enough. I can't give him any reason to hate me. More than he already has. Helena, you don't need to beg for people to love you the way you are. Maybe the problem isn't you, but it's the one you have chosen to love. Have you ever thought about your relationship with Demetrius in any other light? I don't know. I... I guess I don't really know what love feels like. All I've known is Demetrius. I guess. I'm more scared to live without him than to live with him. I guess I still have a lot of to work through when it comes to love. I've learned a lot since then. I'm sorry, I, love is a very complicated thing, and I guess I'm just sad about how my true love turned out. This all remains confidential, right? Demetrius and I are getting a divorce, and I know it's the best thing for me. I know I need that. He needs it too, but I just wanted my online life to be like the real thing for a little longer. But it's not. Still have a lot of unlearning to do. And it's jarring to hear the behavior that I was so used to doing was toxic and bad. It's just a lot for me right now. Helena, thank you for sharing. Do you need anything in this moment? After something like this triggers such an emotional response, it's important to... I'm fine. I'm sorry. I just... And I had no idea. I was just... I just... Helena, I'm really... I know. Me too. I just don't want to talk about it anymore right now. Thank you for speaking up, Helena. And I think this is a good moment to maybe change gears, soften the spotlight from Helena onto the group. We are here to support and listen. We don't need to fix anyone or always give our thoughts on every matter. I, I'm sorry. When I first moved off the island, I didn't know you had to like pay for things so i just accidentally stole a bunch of things for like a solid week but then my husband explained capitalism to me and he paid 
all the local stores that I accidentally stole from. Oh, God. I know. Thanks, Dad, for never teaching me about basic economics. <laughs> well, if it helps, I wasn't even allowed to learn any of that stuff. I was just like a personal best friend for like a majority of my life. A gig I'm all too familiar with. Yeah, right? But just wait until I had to learn about what taxes were. What are taxes? Yo, I'm kidding. Did you all really think I didn't know what taxes were? Well, you didn't know the phrase frog in your throat, so... Well, neither did Rosalind. In France, they say cat. It's perfectly normal. Hey Fido, how are you today? Fuck, Benvolio! How long have you been standing there? Not long, but long enough to see you are nervous. <laughs> Astute observation. Ahem. <clears throat> I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Ugh, I'm sorry, I'm just a little distracted. Probably because you have two cups of coffee in your hands? That's way too many coffees. They're not both for me. I'm just waiting for Helena. Oh, you're trying to fight before group to spare the rest of us? Oh, ha ha. No. I'm actually trying to make up for last time. I can't believe I acted like that. It was just so aggressive and it's so easy to get like that because I felt attacked and... It doesn't matter. It was wrong and I want to make it better. Sure. Well... I'm gonna go get a seat and start. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll see you in there. Hey! Hi! First, I wanna say I'm sorry about the thing that happened a couple weeks back. Oh, that? Rosalind, you already apologized and it's fine. Thank you, but I just felt like there was more to say because I do this idiotic thing where I begin to just attack with sarcasm and insults, and I did that to you, and I'm sorry, so here, please take this. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. And again, I'm sorry. I sometimes start talking, and my brain gets so ahead of my mouth, and before I know it, I'm monologuing. <laughs> but I just wanted you to know how sorry I am. Well, I'm sorry too. I was way too judgy in literal group therapy, like, <laughs> seriously. And then I was like, blah, blah, love, and blah, blah, divorce. <laughs> that was lame of me. I mean, you're going through a lot right now, but hey, you were really freaking brave and got a lot of that out of your head and into our group. Yeah. I mean, at least I think I can say that's my dirtiest bag of laundry. <laughs> Yeah, like, I guess the next few weeks are going to be a breeze for you now. Anyway, here's a coffee to make up for it. Miranda told me it was your favorite from your blog. She sent me the post of your order and your current obsession list and some Oh, other wow. I didn't know you were a fan. Okay, fair Helena. Miranda's the fan. I just looked briefly at some of your recent posts or whatever. Don't let it go to your head. Too late. Hey, next time, do you maybe want to get coffee together? Oh. Um, 
yeah, uh, I I would really like that. I do what I can for the fans. Oh my god. Hey, has anyone seen Miranda? I have to go now. Why? I have group. I told you I was going to... Because this is important to me. No, I am not going to leave after just getting here. Listen, let me have this one thing, Ferdinand. One thing! I'm not having this argument with you again. Goodbye. I said goodbye! Uh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing? Um, where's the form to fill out? Here you go. Well, thank you. Should we say something? Shh. She'll tell us if she wants to. But she is obviously not okay. May I suggest that Shh. we... Done! I got a plan. She can deaf hear you. Okay, I think it is time to get started. Let's start with our check-in. Everyone go around in a circle and say how you're feeling. But this time, let's explore different kinds of objectives. Uh, you guys are the creative, or shall I say, created type. <laughs> Get it? Uh, anyway, uh, let's use some fun language now, shall we? I'll go first. Today, I am feeling oh, exuberant. I'm feeling content. I am feeling fine. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling open and receptive to receiving those who need it. I am feeling like a sail on a ship that is barely moving. Hmm. I'm feeling... Can we skip me? I need another moment to think. Of course. Take your time. Rosalind, uh, would you want to go? I feel a little um, overwhelmed. Like there is so much going on. Sometimes people just don't understand you and they, well, they say hurtful things and it feels shitty. And, you know, sometimes people don't know how hard it is to manage our lives. And it seems like we are doing um, too much work or spending our time on frivolous things. But you need to find your best way of survival that doesn't betray your whole being. Well, sometimes all you can do is try to survive. Some days you just have to get through, and that is enough. You don't need fancy answers. Because there really is no right answer. Sometimes it's just about existing. I try to find um, serenity in the day-to-day -day activities. I journal a lot. Oh, I like to journal too. I really like going on walks and being outside. There's something about nature. I especially love sitting in the sun, listening to the wind. Oh, and my favorite thing is listening to running water. I don't like water. 
It reminds me of my days when I was trapped on my island. The ceaseless crashing of the waves used to be calming until I realized that the waves were my cage. They were the things keeping me trapped, all because of my dad. <laughs> like, I am an incomplete human because my dad lied to me and kept me on an island for 12 years. Then pawns me off for political gain and then is all like, you're welcome, Miranda. Like, oh yeah, thanks, dad, for lying to me, trapping me with my abuser, keeping me little Miss Dum Dum who can't do anything for her own. He was a fucking wizard, but no. Instead, he sold me off to a man who doesn't get me. But I guess my dad never really got me from the start and that relationship definitely informed my marriage. It's like a loop I can never escape. Miranda, are you okay? That was a lot to share. Oh God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I just let all that out. You have out no need to be embarrassed, Miranda. I mean, I just went off about my shitty ex and at least I got away from him. Miranda, you're so much stronger and more capable than you think you are. Do you really mean that? Of course I do. Yeah, that's like so much to have to deal with. I am so sorry you went through that. If it helps in any way, my dad was supposed to be this hero, then the minute he got banished, he stopped caring about me. Sure, in his eyes, he thought I was mature and self-sufficient, but... Ugh. I guess what I'm saying is dads can fuck you up. Yeah, like, if my dad didn't do what he did to me... Would I maybe be happier? Would my relationships be better? Would I be better? Actually, I don't think I've seen my dad for the last 20 years. Me too. My dad passed a long time ago when I was really young. I am just so tired of having to deal with the shit my dad left me in. Yeah, talk about daddy issues. What did you... Oh, God, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, I get it, but... Oh, God, I I was just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, you were kidding? Oh, my mistake. <laughs> he was kidding. Did you hear that? He was kidding. <laughs> oh, come on, I didn't mean it like that. Like No, 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 it was really funny. Did you get it? Because I have daddy issues because my dad sucks and I'm traumatized because of it. Peak comedy. Maybe we should take a little break. I'm sorry. You just shared fucked up shit about your dad and that was a lot. And I said a dumb thing. Can we just move on? I wish I could move on, but I'm a little distracted by your silly, funny joke. But there is humor in everything and maybe that could help you feel better. Maybe... Like, your dad being a wizard and- Was a wizard! Right, sorry, was a wizard. But like, like, come on! Dude, stop while you're ahead. You're, you're not even that ahead. Just stop. Okay! I hear it. Bad timing. Yeah, you better believe it was bad fucking timing! <laughs> Oh, shit, Rosalind, what the fuck?
Yeah, yeah. You waiting for Miranda? Because, you know. Yes. Okay, I'm waiting to apologize because... You pulled a Rosalind and said the wrong thing, then doubled down on the wrong thing you said. Oh, how the turntables. Oh, shut up. Okay, I made an insensitive comment. I didn't verbally assault her. Ah, potato, potato. So, what are you gonna do? I mean, I'm gonna apologize. Ooh. With no I'm sorry I'm a dick gift? What? I mean, an apology is necessary, but it really seals the deal to get something you think they would like to show you put extra thought into your apology. How often do you have to apologize for being a dick? Well, I just want to make sure people don't hate me. And it's so easy to, you know, better safe than sorry. Well, you got it. Even though you didn't get the I'm a dick gift. Oh, my God, Rosalind. Yes, yes. Get out all the yells at me before Miranda arrives. Get what out before I arrive? Oh, well, uh, yes, Julia. I'm on my way in. I'm sorry. Hey, um. Oh. Oh, wait, I'm gonna. Were you... Oh, sorry, were you sorry, gonna? I didn't mean to. I'm just gonna go inside. Wait, Miranda. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> I am sorry for what I said last session. Yeah, it was insensitive and rude, and you were already having a bad day, and I, I. I just keep making the same mistakes, and I wish I was better at saying the right thing like I used to be, and I am just really sorry. It's really okay. You've never gone out of your way to be mean to me before. That's not who you are. It just hit me a little harder than I expected. I've got a lot of feelings up in me, like, all the time, but I'm fine now. Really. So... I'm sorry, because, you know, uh, You I don't was... have to apologize to me. I'm the one that said the fucked up shit. But I forgive you, dude. I'm fine. Miranda, you don't have to pretend you're not hurt. I'm not pretending. Listen to the words I'm saying right now. I am really okay. I was hurt, but now I'm fine. But you really didn't seem okay last session. I mean... We didn't even get to finish. The I know. Session. Last session was embarrassing for me. But and... you shouldn't be embarrassed because I triggered something in you. Okay, and I don't want to ever make you feel bad or cause you harm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm sorry for making you spiral and making you feel so bad. I'm sorry. You are like so nice and you always try to make sure everyone feels good and then I go and make you feel bad. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. Um, thank you for this high-intensity apology. And I know you feel bad about it. But it already happened. So we live and we learn and we move on and hope to be better. And you are trying your best. And you're a great friend, really. And I am too. So, let's just be a little kinder to ourselves and stop arriving in guilt to change the past. Okay? You don't have to be this kind to me. 
I mean, I could definitely be meaner right now. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I'll be better. Yeah. I believe you. Whoa, let's slow down and go back to what you said. Because whenever I start thinking about it, the feelings get so loud, and then I can't stop. I could have done something. I could have been better. If I had done better and been the right person for them, then they wouldn't be gone, and I... Can't stop thinking, and then the memories come in and bring the pain and the sadness, and it doesn't stop, and it hurts. It's like I'm drowning in my emotions, or battered by the waves that are my memories, and wave after wave I am crushed, and I don't want to feel that anymore. How do I make those feelings stop? How can I just be happy? Well, Miranda, you can't always be happy. It's impossible to live a pain-free life. The sadness and pain are inevitable. Those things, bad feelings, bad painful events, we cannot control. What we should focus on are things we can control. Benvolio, you had nothing to do with their lives. You didn't kill them. There was nothing you could do. It was totally out of your control. I could have done something. I I could have saved them. But you don't know that. You can't change the past. And yes, you must be growing and learning, but I think you're focused on the wrong things. What do you really want to focus on in your life, not theirs? Okay, but no matter how hard or how much I meditate and read and write in my gratitude journal or practice mindfulness, I still get hurt. I still remember the things that happened to me. I can't fix what has already been done. So what do you want to do about it? I just want the pain to stop. How to stop hurting. No matter how hard I try, I will always be the ignorant child bride who doesn't know how to live on her own. I will always have been abused by that monster, and I will always have been the fool who has trusted an evil man. I feel like I'm always making a fool of myself whenever I try to do anything. I'm tired of being in pain. And if I am in control of my impact on others, then at least I know I'm not the cause of their pain. The sadness doesn't mean you are doing anything wrong. This pain isn't some sort of divine indication that you are failing at life. Those are just more facets of life, or things that us humans get to experience. What would be the point in isolating yourself and not getting to know anyone? It sounds like you just want to avoid getting hurt. I don't know what else to do. Miranda, you are really doing such a fantastic job. You are strong and powerful and intelligent. More importantly, you are whoever you want to be. You have final say in how you live and who you are. It doesn't feel like that. I mean, I uh, I don't know. I always try to help, be a problem solver, be funny, but honest and truthful, and look at where it led. And now I'm too scared to say anything half the time. I... I just don't want to say the wrong thing, because before I know it, they're gone. Because you are trying to control things that you can never control. Miranda, you are trying to change the sea. Control the waves and tides, but you can't control that. So you don't want a premature ending, so you don't even start. You don't even open the book because you're afraid someone will rip it out of your hand. But Miranda, you are such a capable swimmer. 
You can choose when to swim, when to float, when to ride the waves, and you don't have to like the splashes, but you get to choose that. And the sea can never take that from you. It's easier this way. But I feel like I'm drowning. It might be easier, but is that better? Is it better to not experience anything? No life, no relationships, no friendships, to avoid the chance of pain? The pain is inevitable. And of course, your experience has caused you a lot of pain. And it's okay to still be struggling with that, but you can't control the external and universal world. When you first learn to swim, you swallow a lot of water. Things like this feel so unnatural because they are not natural to you. But you've made it this far. The waves have not taken you yet. Don't let the sea win, Miranda. Benvolio, Miranda, is everything okay? Are you ready to join us now? Yeah, we are good. Miranda, you ready to go in? Duh, we've made it this far, right? Might as well keep going. See? I didn't need an I'm sorry I was a dick gift. I guess you didn't. Must be nice. I feel like I always have to think of every single way I can be perceived and just do my best to not give anyone a reason to hate me. People are so fickle and their thoughts of you can change in an instant. Every time someone is like to me, for me, it's been pure luck. I always feel like I need to apologize for being me. Well, I don't think that's true. You care a lot and work really hard for the people you love, but maybe you should start thinking about how you see yourself. What makes Rosalind Rosalind? Well, it's not Ganymede. It's not my reputation. Or my family name. Or Orlando. But if it's not them, then how do I even begin to define myself? Well, maybe it's not about defining yourself, but more about listening to yourself. What are the things that make you you? The things that light up your spirit and the fire that is Rosalind? In my head, I can see all these things that make me feel like me, but I can't seem to say them. I've lived so long as so many different things that Rosalind became something I don't even identify with. And I wish I didn't have to look a certain way. I wish I didn't have to commit to anything. I just want a time and space to be able to try things out and explore where no one will condemn me if I make a mistake or I'm wrong. And then if I do ever make a choice and it's poorly received, I just am forced to be stuck with it forever. And I just, I don't want people to think less of me or think that I'm not smart or powerful or intelligent or beautiful. You are all those things. But there are times when I'm not and <sighs> too many thoughts. It just feels like it's so complicated, and no matter what, it's going to be hard, and it's not going to feel good. How do I know if going through all the complicated effort to figure myself out will even be worth it? Well, you get to decide if it's worth it or not. 
but you have to trust yourself. Yes, there are objectively better and worse decisions you can make, but there are no wrong choices. No mistakes when it comes to you. Nothing about you is a mistake. Everything you think and feel and experience is not a mistake. Maybe it's time to try and let go of these lies you've subscribed to and trust that your authenticity trumps any other opinion about you. Because even if the results are good or bad, you will have pride knowing you are living your life and you. How do I even start that? Like, what's the right way to go about it? By not subscribing to the concept of right or wrong? There is no one answer, nor is there a singular and correct decision. And deep down, you know what you know. You are the expert on you. You have the authority on you. Learn to trust yourself and learn to trust those who make you feel like you. Listen, Rosalind, you can either live by definitions or not. Honestly, it doesn't matter which one you pick as long as it makes you feel excited to exist and excited to exist with people. Imagine you are in a world and there are no established rules. You aren't part of your royal family and you are just free to do whatever you want. What would you say about yourself? I'm scared. It's okay. You don't have to make any decisions in this moment. You'll know when you want to try. Hey, may I share something? Of course. I was wondering why our little drama queen was so quiet this go around. Well, actually, about that. <laughs> okay. For a while now, I have been really thinking about how I want to exist in the world with everyone and me in that world. I mean, like, I have gone through a lot of things and have played a lot of different roles, I guess, if you will, and I just... I have been pretending I know who I am and what I'm doing, and now I'm done pretending. And I still don't know what I'm doing, but I can say my gut is telling me to start with this. I would really appreciate it if everyone here would try and start using they, them pronouns in group settings. Okay, that's it. Thank you. But I don't want this to change how you see me or, like, how you talk to me. I'm still me. I just... How about we start slow? Oh, would you like me to adjust your pronouns on your form? Rosalind. They, them. How does that feel? Mm, yeah. That feels, like, way good. Oh, wow. They like it! Yeah, you're lucky we're all raised in monarchies. No more queens. All hail our sovereign, Rosalind. Oh my god, stop it! That's too much! Is it weird that I kind of like it? So, Valentine, a fellow early bird, I see. Yeah. So, what do you like to do for fun? 
I like to read. Oh, yeah. You mentioned how you read my book. I love to read. Uh, what What do you like to read? Oh, so, sorry about your friends. Uh, today is... Uh, uh, yep, it is. I'm quite used to it. It's been a while. Well, hard to get used to the absence of someone. Especially was when it was, in the grand scheme, unnecessary. Like, your life would not have been so terrible if they stayed alive. So you can't help but wonder, why? Uh... Well, I, I got that from reading your book. Um, sometimes I, I like to write. Oh, yeah? Well, I would love to... Writing like... is nice because it's something you can control. Death is so final. Well, I guess writing is too... It's easier not to think about it too much. Okay, everyone can settle back into the room now so we can get started. It's not fair! Why does he get to die and I have to be here? Who decided that fucking bullshit? Horatio. I mean, everyone around me is dead. Everyone. And now I'm being watched by strangers so I can't even have a moment alone. And I can't even fucking... Horatio! What is really the problem here? Why did they get to die? Why am I the only one that survived? Why didn't I get to die with them? Horatio, what are you feeling right now? Uh, not good. No. Sit down. Close your eyes. What is your body feeling right now? Uh, tension in my chest and my face is so hot and it's so heavy and it it hurts. Sit with that. How does that make you feel? What emotions come up? Frustrated. Confused. Anxious. Why do you think you feel that way? Maybe it's because everyone around me is dead. Sorry. Um, because... Because I really miss everyone, and I'm sad. Thank you. What else comes up with that? I miss Hamlet. I miss Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I, I miss the days where I went to his kingdom and spent time with him and his family. The good days. And I just... I just... I just can't fathom why this happened. I don't know a kind of God that would allow this. And everyone is saying everything happens for a reason and that they're in a better place. Well, was this place right here that bad that they needed to die? And of course they're in a better place. But me? Well, I am in purgatory. Why didn't I get to die? Who decided that they get to escape this pain? Yet I not only have my own pain, but to carry theirs. You don't have to do that. What? You don't have to carry their pain. Their lives are not yours. They are not your responsibility. Also, right now, you are still mourning. Let yourself mourn. This is just another phase. It is not forever. You will survive. All things, good or bad, will end. You will make it through. But what if I don't want to? How can I help you now? What do you mean? Would you like my thoughts or help or advice? Or would you like me to just listen? 
I, I, I don't know. No one has ever asked me what I needed. Um, can I just say a few more things and then I want to hear what you think? Of course. I don't know where to go from here. The most inconceivable pain that anyone really has ever endured has happened to me all at once. Like, how am I supposed to move on from this? How do I keep going? I had such a great grasp on life, and now I I just... I feel like death would be an answer too sweet for me. So, what do you think? In all honesty... I believe what is meant to happen will happen. If you were meant to die, you would have by now. You tried to die, but Hamlet kept you from that. And you say being on surveillance is keeping you from trying again, and I think that's all true. But I think if you really wanted to die, you would have by now. I don't think you want to die. I think you wish your friends didn't die. And the only solution, the only thing you can control right now is your life. Thinking about how you can die is sort of maybe relaxing to you, right? You can't control being alive. You can control when you, your life ends. It's easier to die than live. But let's think about this. What are other things you can control? You can control what you eat, how you sleep, what you read, what you believe. You also have the right to say, this is hurting me. I choose to let this go or only let this affect me thus far. You can put a limit and boundary onto something. You are so much stronger and so much more important to the entirety of the universe than you feel right now. Take a leap into faith and trust that you matter. Yes. The unknown is scary and the most wild card situation happened to you. It's completely uncontrollable. But that doesn't mean you are incapable of doing anything. Your story is done. You are here right now. Might as well keep learning and living and exploring. Well, all the learning in the world hasn't made this feeling go away. It hasn't made me feel better about anything. What was that? Isn't it just so stupid how much we want control over our lives? How much we want to not suffer? How much we want to be happy? Honestly, it's kind of pathetic how much we want these insignificant things because at the end of the day, we're all still tired. We're all still existing with no meaning, floating around, just fucking with things till we die. What, what's the point of trying to be right or help others to be good? I know everything from Aristotle to Kant to Hume to Hobbes, and no matter what, it doesn't make me feel better. I can reason the everyday, but not this. Dude, are, are you okay? Obviously he's not. Because there should be a right answer to these memories, these feelings, right? 
That's why we have school, ethics, and history. There's always a better way to do things. And in life, there are clear right and wrong choices. Good people have a sense of virtue and goodness, and that guides them to the best answer. So, why hasn't there been any answers to feeling bad? I mean, there's a reason there are so many philosophers and different ethical theories, because even they couldn't decide on one thing to believe. And when they tried to commit to something, they ended up making things more difficult for society to follow, because when people did commit, they continued to find more and more flaws, because life is filled with flaws. You think Kant can help me with my depression? Or Hobbes with my trauma? What can they tell me? I think, therefore I am. I am what? Anxious? Depressed? Sad? You can't logic feelings. I know, I've tried. But if that doesn't work, what am I supposed to do when I feel this way? Horatio, breathe. Slow down. Horatio, what's going on? Today is the anniversary of Hamlet's death. What? Hamlet and his whole family died on this day four years ago. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. When he died, I thought that it was the end of me. Nothing made sense. But when I learned about the things I could control, which were my beliefs and morals and ethics and intellect, I started feeling like like me again. And I, I don't know. What, what do you do when these feelings get to be so much? The memories are still so strong. I, I don't like it. I'm sorry this is happening, and it sucks when it comes out of the blue. Here, I like to squeeze this scrunchie I made. It's fuzzy, and it takes me back into my body. Here. Thank you. That is... Wow. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for... Hey, can I offer my thoughts on that? Asking consent? We love to see growth. Shut up. Horatio, I think these feelings might feel worse because you don't have anyone to talk to about it, maybe? Like, I know when I keep it all in, it's easier, but it's also easier to spiral and be overtaken by all those feelings. I just... I don't really feel like I know you, but I want to. I want to support you the way you need it. Yeah, and try to meet each other where we are in every moment. Yeah, and like... We're here too. She's right. We are in this perfect setting to open up and share what you're going through. You got some nice friends and some great professionals here to aid you through the trauma and the grief. Open up. Open up. Open, open up. up. Open, open up. up. Okay, geez. I'm not used to people caring about me. Oof, same. What's dumping you? I just... What exactly am I supposed to be putting on this board? Well, this is your vision board. It can be anything you want. Like, I get that. But, like, what should I be putting on this board? There's nothing you should be doing. But if you want some ideas, here. So your vision board is a physicalization of what you want for yourself in the future whether it's in a year or five years or 10 or in a few months. So mine is what I made a few years ago. I keep it in my room. 
these feelings are very natural. You've gone through a lot the past few years, and you're still relatively young. You don't need to be so hard on yourself. You don't need to feel so much shame. And just because it happened a few years ago doesn't mean it isn't still traumatic. And you went from place to place, hiding with no support or time to process. It was... Really? But you don't care. What do you mean? I do care. You don't care. You only care because I did something bad. But people do bad things all the time and they never get punished. So I do one bad thing because... I just... Ah... None of this matters. Fleance, listen. Yes, that is what is happening. You've been missing for the past few years. We just needed to ask some questions about what happened to your whereabouts and what happened with your father. <laughs> but mostly, we want to make sure you are okay. You've gone through a lot. Grief to this level of trauma is a real thing, and I guess... I just don't want your life to just end because of this event on top of your father's death and the- Why does it even matter what I do? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what, what does it matter? Why does my life matter? Apparently everyone in the entire kingdom thinks I'm cursed or I'm shit and worthless. And I probably am. So there's no chance I can become this amazing human unless you help me. And suddenly this turns my life around and maybe I do something big and amazing and change the world. Or I don't change. In fact, I, I become worse and I cause more bad things and get put in jail or hunted down by every nationalist and put to death. Or even if I live a basic life and don't do anything out of the ordinary. No matter what, I am sad and alone and I die. How do you know you will stay sad and end up alone? Because... I did nothing wrong in my little damn life, and my fucking dad gets killed before my eyes, and my family's dead, and I'm left alone? I literally was innocent and blameless, and look at what happened. Then, I tried really, really hard to be good, but no one wanted to deal with the cursed orphan. So everywhere I went, I was feared or spit on. Then, anything bad happens in the kingdom, I'm to blame? How is that fair? After all that... I still try to be good because I thought if I was better, then I would feel better. But can't fucking get over my dad's death. And who am I supposed to trust when everyone is out to get me? Literally, they were searching for me for months and years. Not to help me, but to kill me. So what makes you think What that if people were just trying to help you? Oh, like how they helped my dad? They killed him! I knew if I was ever found out, I was going to be the same. Even after Macbeth was killed? Especially after Macbeth was killed. He killed my dad, then they killed him, and they killed, and just kept killing, and killing, and killing, and... I somehow got roped into it all. And I guess I've been running from death these past few years. All this time, I've just been running and hiding and fearing it, looking over my shoulder, always afraid, but I don't want to die. I, don't, I really don't. Okay, what do you want to happen? I, I don't want to die. I don't want someone to kill me. I don't want my life and my choices to be out of desperate fear 
And I don't want to be afraid of a premature death at the hands of someone else, but I'm just so tired. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing. All you have been doing is running and running, and you've been living in flight mode that has been overtaken by paranoia that has been rightfully earned. You are doing your best. That's all anyone can hope for. But, but I, I, I just feel like I'm doing a bad job at... At what? I, I don't know. Living? And I feel like the world is punishing me for something wrong I did that I don't know I did. Like, why did my dad die? Why did those witches tell that fucked up shit? Why did my mom... And why... I, I just... I don't get why this happened to me, and I don't know how to... I don't know, avoid this? Like, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen? I'm just so... Scared. And that's okay. I'm sorry you went through this and you feel this way. This isn't as simple as having one bad day or feeling insecure. Your mind has created things to try and help you survive, which then contributes to your inability to trust normal life. What happened to you is not normal. And just because it happened once is not a sign that your life is meant to be filled with things like that. Things happen, and there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of the things if you try and think about it in the grand scheme of it all. But you have a say in this life. You don't need to live avoiding what may happen. You can try and do something you want to do. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to take hard work and a lot of pain and dedication to being the person you want to be. And if you don't want to do this, that is totally okay. We can find another thing. You didn't cause any real damage to anything, so you won't get a charge. You are still a minor, but we did need to find you. But we can help. I can help you, Fleance, but only if you want it. I, I want it. I, I want to get better. I don't, I don't want to live like this anymore. Hey, Valentine, what's on your board? Oh. Rosalind, how are you doing tonight? Are you drunk right now? <laughs> I'm just in a silly, goofy mood, that's all. And I'm feeling snoopy. C can I bring something up to you about group? It's about Valentine. Mm, I don't think I can trust your tipsy instincts right now. Doesn't he seem a little... I mean, like, he's so young, yet so poetic. And he says he's a writer, but honestly, he never shares. I feel like he's... <laughs> oh my god, what are you implying? I'm just saying, what if he's like, I don't know, maybe he's hiding something? Because he's like so smart and like so quiet. What, what if he's secretly like 30 or 40? Or what if he's living a secret life? What if he's a spy? 
I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Love the kid. But I am so dang curious. He hasn't opened up yet. Horatio, you didn't even open up till you combusted in group last week. But, like, I just want to know. I mean, there was this one thing. Wait, really? <laughs> My gut was right. Ugh. <sighs> Okay, Sherlock. It's not a big deal, so don't make it weird. But, well, you know how he said he was a servant of Duke Orsino? Well, I'm friends with Viola, also known as Cesario. We're both a part of an online group of people who had to pretend to be men to survive. It's a main character Shakespeare thing. Anyway, I reached out to her, asking if she knew about Valentine, and she said that Valentine doesn't work for them anymore, but he is definitely traveling with his partner, not in group therapy here. And I asked to see a picture of him, and that Valentine is not our Valentine. What? That was actually something super suspicious. What do you think that means? That Valentine is lying to us? Calm down. All we can maybe assume is he's not who he says he is. Should we say something? Why? He's not hurting anyone. But he could. Duke Orsino doesn't know him, and if he's willing to lie, what else could he be willing to do? What if he is a threat to us, to our group? That little boy? No! There's probably a reason he's not telling if there is one. Hmm. Hmm. I do have a lot of access to old documents and newspaper companies because of my career as a well-respected well author. author. Hey. Dude, you say that all the time. I'm saying I can, like, do some sleuthing. <sighs> Fine. You've already made up your mind. But ease up on the kid. Well, it's probably just something silly. But in case it's not... Dude, he is literally a teenager. Bye. Time to sleuth. <sighs> Fine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, oh. This is not fun anymore. Oh, damn it. Horatio, you're here early. Group doesn't start for another hour. Well, are you okay? Is there something you need to talk about? Uh, <laughs> is, uh, can I? Mm, you can also I'm... talk to one of us more privately. Horatio, whatever you're going through, it's okay. You can tell us or not tell us, but you are supported and you are- Julia, Daniel, I have come here with some terrifying news. I learned too much about something, and now I feel like I have to intervene, but is it even my place to say something? I should have known this, but now that I know this, isn't it my moral obligation to follow the truth and not allow the lies to continue? And so many people and things are at stake. Our group has grown so much, and I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone here, so I need to tell you both something. It's about Valentine, or who Valentine is, not who he says he is. Horatio, what are you talking about? Due to my insatiable need to sleuth, I have accidentally discovered something about our Valentine that is very concerning. Oh, I doubt it. Is Valentine okay? He is okay. I mean, he's okay now, but I don't think he's always been okay. Well, then Julia and I will reach out to Valentine later. 
but right now... Basically, I found out that, well, Valentin isn't Valentin. What? He is lying about who he is and why he is here. Horatio, let's not jump to any wild conclusions. This isn't wild! Valentin is Horatio, really... I don't think you know what you're talking about. Listen to me. I think Maybe I... this can happen another time, after we calm down and settle from our emotions. I'm trying to be rational because I have real evidence. I'm not just making this up. He's really... Horatio, please relax and listen to Daniel, what you're saying. Daniel, let him speak. Valentin is not from Italy. His real name is Fleance. Fleance? Well, you don't mean... Yes, the Fleance from Scotland. You know, the son of Banquo, the missing prince, the one Horatio, who... what are you talking about? That boy is rumored to be dead. No, he's not! See? I, I found this at the Castle and Burnus obituary database. <gasps> oh my god. See? That's him. Same person, give or take a few years, right? That's definitely him. I mean, we don't really know if it's true or not. What if it's just a major conspiracy theory you've created? Well, that's what I thought, but then... Please, I... Horatio, I don't want to hear anymore. But what if I am right and we let this felon stay in our group and potentially hurt... Horatio, who... he is a child. Please, listen to reason and leave this be. But Daniel, I think we should hear him out, or at least talk to Valentine and make sure that Hasn't he is... Hasn't the boy been through enough? After his father was murdered, he had to go into hiding and live on the streets. And when more disarray came upon the kingdom, they assumed it was him, a child. So they hunted him down, tried to capture him, put a bounty on him, and attacked him every chance they could get. So he turned into a criminal to save himself. Think if that happened to you. No fancy education or comfy life. No family to protect you. Wouldn't you want someone to just tell you it's okay and help you? You've known about this the whole time? Yes. Fleance got into really bad shape and was hospitalized, and he ended up working under witness protection. And What? Look, I wasn't supposed to. Listen, he needed to hide. He needed a sort of new start, but they didn't want him to be completely on his own. I found this out and thought I could help. He is still so young. So I had to make a choice. Let him in or let him... Daniel, there are so many moral and legal and ethical issues you are crossing here. You have been lying to the entire group and set up a false precedent in a therapy setting and witness protection? Doesn't that need a lot more? I don't know. Uh, who knows all the issues that could come out of this because but really, of... really, how unethical was this choice? Isn't it more unethical to leave this poor boy out all alone, suffering in isolation? Daniel, and he hasn't hurt anyone, right? Other than pretending to be someone else, he hasn't done anything bad. It's not like he was a bad person. He was just a young kid that got caught up in a lot of bad things, and he deserved the chance to get the support he needed. Has his presence in the group hurt you or made you feel unsafe in any way? I mean, I guess not. But now that I know this, I feel very unsafe. Like, what does this mean for us? We have shared so much of ourselves in this group, and he's been lying this whole time. And a huge amount of trust has been shattered between you and us. And what about the rest of the group? You could have put so many of us in harm, especially of us who have had really bad times with the law. There has to be legal ramifications to this, and you put that on us. That's not fair. Well, what is even fair at this point? I was just trying to do the right thing for this poor kid, and... I'm not even supposed to know. He is in witness protection. If you guys expose him, his life will be in danger. 
I only know because I'm friends with his therapist. And before we knew about the whole legal part of the situation, he told me. There was a way to help without get, putting literally all of us at risk. Even Val, I mean, Fleance is now in jeopardy. Daniel, why did you- I know this was wrong and I accept all the repercussions of these choices. And Horatio, please, both of you, don't let this affect your treatment of Fleance. Please don't take it out on him. He suffered enough, but I want to take on his suffering, at least for now. God damn it, you and your hero complex. I just wanted to do the right thing. But now the rest of us are here with important choices to be made. How do we all end up on the right side of this? I guess all you can do is just make a choice. I made mine. Now it's your turn. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time to get ready for our final session. Oh, God. Okay, now that we have checked in, time to do drum roll, please. Vision board reveal day. Uh, hi, um, I uh, I was wondering if I could go to uh, could go first. Of course. First, uh, I want to say thank you. I have not felt this close to people in a really long time. Uh, I like being with you guys. It's been really important. Um, I just these are things I want to have in my life always. And I wanted to break free from my earthly limitations. Um, the sky's the limit? Not on my watch. Not anymore. Now, like stars, I have so much energy to burn and light up my world and the world of others I, I want to create. And, and also, I, or um, sorry, <laughs> I just got really excited. And this was the first time I like have verbalized this. No, um, Valentine, keep going. Yeah, we are here for it. Valentine, 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 Valentine. I I want to be a writer. I, I want to really be a writer. I, I want to learn about the world and really make something out of my thoughts. I mean, I, I don't know if I can do it, but I want to. <laughs> Valentine, I cannot wait to see what you create. And if you need any advice, you know who to go to. Really. Of course. If you'd like, you can be my protege. <laughs> Nerds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay, who's next? I want to go, following my fellow writer in the beautiful path he created for me. <laughs> this is my board. I use these strings because I love connecting things together, but sometimes I forget the thing that matters the most, the people. The people these things are connected to. I, I want to be more trusting and have faith outside my instincts and outside my biases. I want to keep learning and keep growing, but with others and with more forgiveness and hope. Oh, Aww. 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 Okay. Okay. It's my turn. Okay. Now, I tried to do something a little different with my board. I didn't know what I was doing with this until I realized what I wanted in life wasn't the what, but the who. 
who am I? And so I defined my core values, which has been integrated into this board with like fancy lettering. And as long as who I am and what I do align with these core values, I'm happy. And my goal is to live fully in my values. I'm releasing control over my life and releasing the need to know and define every little thing and every little moment. I am learning to listen to my inner voice and compassionately and curiously listening to them always. Oh, yay! <laughs> I would like to go. Oh, actually, may I go next? I'm afraid if I see yours, I will lose the confidence to go. Miranda, stop. I bet yours is so good, but go ahead, babe. Oh my god. Uh, yep, my turn. <sighs> so I really resonate with all that has been said, and I decided to do something a little, um, well, here. So um, I really see my future life as a good one, and in that life, I want to be fully myself, not dependent on anyone. Rather, I am a collaborator with the ones I choose to have in my life because it is my life. I have full autonomy over it, and I need to do the hard work to do so. I also just want to know more things. I want to learn. I want to understand things that I never got the chance to understand. I see this world where I am Miranda, who is loved and smart and independent and beautiful and, like, badass. Well, you already are all those things. Shut up! <laughs> well, may I have the honor to follow this badass? Oh, please! <laughs> As you guys know, this has been a hard few months. I left Demetrius, I got my own apartment, I got a new job, I had to basically start anew. That made me at first really sad, but now it makes me so hopeful. Now, below, I have these things that have brought me pain, my shameful experiences that I have kept hidden and shoved away, but those are the things that made me, me. And I am happier than I have been in a long time and I guess I have to thank those painful experiences but on top I have the things that I want the things I hope for self-love new relationships financial independence entrepreneur lifestyle the possibilities are endless for so long I felt so defined by my past and now I can hope for something new Benvolio, would you like to go? What? Oh, no, I don't think we have time. We definitely have time. This is the only thing we're doing today. Oh, yeah. What's that? I forgot my board. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's right there. Like, I can tell Okay, you. okay, okay, okay. I don't want to go. My board looks bad. Oh, come on. It can't be that bad. <sighs> Fine. Well, I think I got a different idea of what this was, and I think it's wrong, so... There is no wrong. I know! Okay, well... <sighs> so, this is what I was thinking. This is what I want to be. But I always get stuck by these. 
it's the news article saying Romeo and Mercutio are dead. You know, my past has always pinned me down and made me feel like I can't be this. But now I've learned that I can be literally anything I want to be, which is why these are blank. But like, these parts are still a part of me, but it's like um, what Helena said. All these make me me. I can't get rid of them, but they shouldn't be limiting me. They make me me. So the top is blank because, well, I wanted everyone to like, I don't know, write something or draw something on the top because it's like, you guys are my reality and you guys are meeting me where I am now. Like, this is the happiest and realest me in a long time. So I wanted you guys to like, be a part of my board. I don't know. It's stupid. Aww. Of course you want to write something. Oh, I have something funny to say. No, I want to be first. Well, Valentine was technically the first to write something. How did you do it so fast? Hey, Horatio. That was really nice what you said about Valentine. Well, I meant it. He's a good kid, and I think I could really be there for him. So you decided not to expose him like you wanted to? I never wanted to expose him. I, I, I just got scared that this group was in jeopardy. I I really love this group, and I didn't want anything bad to happen to it. It was still wrong what you did. I know. But to be honest, I would have done the same thing. I think this really helped him. would have been really fun, though, if I was like, fucking, he's a fake, an imposter. These people are liars. <laughs> would have been quite on brand for you all. Uh, well... I guess our brand is changing. Hey, Horatio, Valentine and Miranda are stuffing cheese puffs into their mouths, and whoever wins is going against Benvolio, who is capped out at 45 cheese puffs. Fuck. That's what I said. <laughs> oh my god, Miranda's crying. I still want the cheese puffs. My cheese can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where did they go? Featuring Audubon Tharmaraja as Benvolio Ben Young as Horatio, Danny Borba as Valentine, Jaina Balzer as Rosalind, Kimmy Honda Brown as Miranda, Latoya Cameron as Julia, Lauren Nesser as Helena, and Robert Scott Smith as Daniel. Music by Benjamin Stanford. Thank you for listening to Standby for Places. New episodes come out every Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe. For more information and to learn how you can donate, visit our website at standbyforplaces.org. For behind-the-scenes content and to get news on our upcoming projects, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash standbyforplaces or our Instagram at standbyforplacespod.